Welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to the Every Movie Ever podcast. My name is Ben Groves. And my name is Rob McFarlane. How are you doing today, Ben? I'm doing all right, man. I'm a little bit ill. I think it's karma (laughs) because I'm always giving you grief for being ill all the time. Your turn, motherfucker. It is my turn, man. I've literally come home from work and like just went comatose. I ate three cookies and I either had a sugar crash or I'm ill Mm -hmm. because I just passed out immediately. (laughs) (laughs) But on the the flip side of that, in the good news section... Right. I don't know if I've mentioned this yet, but it's it's at this point it's old news, but I'm still very, very excited about it. My favorite video game is getting a movie adaptation. Right. Is that um Dead by Daylight? Okay. Dead yes. by Daylight is getting a fucking movie made, man. I know that name. Cool. Yeah, it is cool. Any any casting announcements? Nothing. But if Kane Hodder does not play the trapper, I'm gonna be fucking fuming. That's all I'm I mean, saying. That's that's also a name I recognize from your Kane Hodder. So- I'm excited. Dead by Daylight is a is a Victor Crowley from Hatchet. Yeah, that's also a film that I've heard you say before. Look, man, it's just Jason Voorhees in the later movies. I haven't seen any of them. Haven't get, seen any of them. I don't know how we're friends at this point. <laughs> I just don't know how this look works. At it, look at it as an opportunity to, to look at. Imagine that you've got a mate who's seen none of them. It is. There's right? ten movies. Think, you know that you're signing yourself up for ten movies, right? Fuck my mouth. Yeah. That is impossible. <laughs> By Jason X, you'll be you'll be saying that. And you'll be saying it to Kane Hodder because he'll be your favourite Jason. And also, if he's not the trapper in the Dead by Daylight movie, I'm going to fight someone. Well, that's good. I'm glad. How are you? <laughs> uh, well, I'm getting better. I've, um, oh, I see. I've been sending dirty tissues up the motorway your way. I'm glad one finally yeah, landed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've just been cursing my fucking <laughs> yeah, bloodline yeah. i see this <laughs> speaking of curses right so so i bought up well i had a, my mum very sweetly bought a whole load of supplements one day and she's like you need to sort your fucking God, immune i love your mum i know too often um honestly <laughs> right so not enough <laughs> <laughs> not well enough according to her um same anyway she this has gone wrong very quickly <laughs> very quickly but to answer your question, I've been started taking supplements, vitamin C, vitamin D, all the good ones. I got Flintstones, all the good mate. Flintstones gummies, chewables, yeah. yeah, man. But I, I also you. got one in in the carrier bag of like sort your immune system out, child, which was like black elder, and it's it's all right, right? It's like like a little cough syrup thing. It sounds very ominous, right? Well, that's the thing. So I googled it. I was like, what are the health benefits of this? The Wikipedia page is like many claim, sources believe, and I'm like. Okay, so there's no basis for this at all. And then I scroll down right. a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a traditional protection against witchcraft. <laughs> so I figured now I live in the. Maybe that's the thing that's doing it. Maybe now I live rarely, right? I'm warding off witches. And then, like, I'm thinking, do I want to ward off witches? Because witches these days tend to be like cool goth girls that are into Wicca no, and like. No, it's not cool. Okay, A, yeah, you are correct. That's that's more true. The the thing that goes through my mind when you say that yeah. is A, your mom thinks your immune system is terrible because of witches. <laughs> and B <laughs> and B when I was a when I was a teenager, 
we all knew those like those like sort of kooky people, right? Oh god, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the ones that were kind of like they were nice, mm-hmm. but to be around them a lot is quite intense. And it yeah, was like, yeah, I'm a warlock, or yeah, I'm a witch. <laughs> and there was a dude who lived in my street. I'm not going to say his name because mm-hmm. I don't know whether he listens or not. But Simon, if you are listening, how's it going, buddy? Hope you well. He's uh, he was a warlock, oh, and he used to sakes. date witches. <laughs> and oh, for fuck's sake, he had a great Yu-Gi-Oh collection. So oh, course, we were yeah, we were yeah. good friends, right? For yeah. for different reasons other than the warlockery <laughs> and witchcraft. Mentioning your teenage warlock, which is definitely a band that exists somewhere. Your teenage. It's a TV warlock. show that needs to happen, right? <laughs> I remember you said those kooky people. One of those memories that comes back to me now, and at the time was hilarious, but I realised we probably mm-hmm. scarred some poor woman for her entire life. Oh, no. In the town centre of Plymouth, there was the sundial, right? Sure. And behind the sundial, the sundial was like a huge water feature thing. It's like 20 feet tall or whatever. Okay. But behind that were some bushes, and there was like a rock in the middle, and that's where you'd go to smoke like shit hash. Like the, 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 all the goths would hang out on oh, the sundial. You five pound for an eighth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Type hash. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was named the car there. tire. Yeah, yeah. We're all sat there smoking, <laughs> like thinking we're fucking cool. Like it's in, we're in true romance or some shit. Edge lords sitting yeah. in the bush smoking yeah, five yeah, pound yeah, hash. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in the middle of the the sort of clearing in the bushes is this giant rock, and we're staring at the top of it because there is a human sized turd right on top. We're like, wow. Firstly, dogs mm. don't shit on top of boulders. That's just I've not never seen no. a dog poop on a boulder, if I'm honest with you. And secondly, that poo came out of a fucking werewolf, if that was a dog, because it is huge. Okay. And then the kooky girl, who was like <laughs> the interview with the vampire lacy goth, yeah, came in. Yeah, the lace. Made eye contact with us, and not realising what was on the rock, was like, you're right, guys, and just sat directly on the cold human turd. I don't know what sort of witches she must have angered, but she was warring. That you just yeah. you witnessed yeah, a personal yeah, yeah. attack at a witch war. That's yeah, what you did. That's what it was. And it the was thing, pure magic. The thing that sealed the deal is obviously she's horrified. Mm-hmm. We're stoned, so we're pissing ourselves. <laughs> of course. And she goes, "Why are you laughing? It's not funny." And somebody said, "Shit happens." <laughs> <laughs> And it was I funny at the time, but now I think about it, I'm like, there's a person in that world for whom that is a core memory. That is like... A hundred percent. Why do you think I didn't want to say that? Simon's name? Because that, <laughs> I can't imagine anyone that was just sort of like, God, I miss being a warlock. Oh, speaking he's of- an adult with a normal job. <laughs> just walks around with... He had a briefcase at one point. Why? They were Yu-Gi-Oh cards oh. in there. Just use your pockets. Oh. I bear in mind that I'm witnessing all of this with the bright yellow gola shoes and fucking kappa poppers for trousers. Like I'm not You've changed. Part of this wizarding underworld. <laughs> yeah, I've changed. You've changed. I, don't get me wrong, if I if I ever spy mm. a pair of fucking kappa poppers mm-hmm. in my size, hundred percent I'm rocking them again. Speaking of how uh, changing how you self identify, mm. what film are we covering today, Ben? Today we're doing uh, one of your choices, and what a good choice it is. Thank you very much for bringing this to the table. Uh, The Matrix from 1999. Fucking great film. I'm so happy. I'm I'm so happy we're covering it. Also, can we appreciate the smoothness of the segue into that? Because I was... That was fantastic, man. (laughs) That was was fantastic. I didn't see it coming. It caught caught me a little bit off guard. So I'm uh, going to ask you, as always, please complete the sentence... 1999's The Matrix is, and you're just going to give the listen to, <laughs> literally, I always say it as a joke, 
but <laughs> uh, like oh the few listeners that haven't seen this but i can genuinely say this time for the few listeners who haven't seen this film yeah 1999's The Matrix is... When a beautiful stranger leads computer hacker Neo to a forbidding underworld, he discovers the shocking truth. The life he knows is the elaborate deception of an evil cyber intelligence. Oh, they made that... This film sounds so bad. (laughs) It's a fucking shocking one, isn't it? That is a shocking one. That's IMDb. IMDb have done us yeah. dirty. That is not what The Matrix is about. No, but I mean... They've made it sound like a sort of 1980s director VHS. No, this sounds like if if hackers had a spin-off where the AI, where the, the AI fought back against the rollerblading <laughs> <laughs> traffic light changing rapscallions. You know, I once applied for a job at Apple when I was, I was having a bit of a bender. Uh, LinkedIn came up. It's like, look where at these jobs. Where is this going? <laughs> <laughs> look at these jobs. And one of them was for a position at Apple. Right. So I just filled out my name, my address, my phone number, my email address. Right. And then just it attached resume and attached a PDF copy of the script for hackers and hit send. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you don't work at Apple right now is fucking outrageous. I would have hired you on the spot. On the spot. Fuck me, that's incredible. Um The Matrix, yeah, that that synopsis is shocking um i'm not gonna lie i'd seen this when i was a kid yeah so what did you expect going in okay because because you'd seen it when you were a kid and it's been what 25 years pretty much since this came out yeah and it's become like part of popular culture like you've got misogynists locked up in romania being like escape the matrix (laughs) (laughs) i took the red pill man i took the red pill (laughs) fucking Fuck women. <laughs> He's trying to escape the Matrix. He can't even escape holding some big boy's pocket right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, fuck me, man. Escape the Matrix, boys. Join my university. Uh, escape prison first, bud. And then maybe we'll talk. You know what I mean? Okay, going into this, this time around, I wasn't super excited because when I saw it as a kid, my brother was really into it. And I was a kid. Right, yeah. So I was like, eh, yeah. it's fine. I didn't really get it. I hate the things you like. Yeah, I, there was an element of that <laughs> yeah, as well, because yeah, yeah. fuck that guy. I'm not you, I'm me, yeah, so yeah, fuck yeah, you. Yeah. God, I, hate I don't this. have yeah, to yeah. like Queen, just because you do. <laughs> you know, but then he showed me all the cool movies and music and shit, so fuck oh, yeah. that guy, you know what I mean? He's like responsible for yeah. 90% of my personality. <laughs> <laughs> um, so going into it, I was thinking, okay, this is going to be an overhyped, cheesy nostalgia movie that I have no nostalgia for. Yeah, I can see because that. Because I missed the early boat on it, you know what I mean? Oh, it's not that I missed it, it's that I fucking... 100%. I just didn't get it when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's what I was expecting. But then what I actually got was... Okay. An incredibly deep and moving sci-fi action kung fu movie. Ah, Which yes. was far more poignant than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And had a lot of fucking fun doing it. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of cheese. Oh. There's a lot of cheese. And I have some issues yeah. with it. But yeah, okay. We'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into inc- that. It is a great movie. I likened your experience to you watching mm-hmm. this, where I was like, it's going to be a little bit like when people say the Beatles are the most important rock band in the world. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I listened to the Beatles and I went, this is shit. Yeah. What's revolutionary about this? Because by the time I got to the Beatles, yeah. every bit of music I'd ever heard had ripped them off. Oh, yeah, yeah. For decades. Yeah, every right? bit of music you ever heard came was inspired by the Beatles. So you heard yeah, like yeah. the raw file, right? <laughs> Without yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, 60 yeah, years yeah, yeah, yeah. of development on top of it. Yeah. That's a fucking great analogy. And so I, I was like, oh, okay, Ben, Ben's... 
Not only had you seen it when you were a kid, mm-hmm. not only had it, lots of things that it's done been ripped off, not only has it been parodied to death yes. by popular culture. The point that it's almost satirical at this point. Yeah. yeah. It's, also, <laughs> it's also at a point in time where it's not quite far enough away to have aged well. Like, everyone's wearing fucking I- Oakleys and Cybergoth kit. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, Cyberdog's not come back yet. <laughs> The Oakley's budget on this movie was enormous. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> but, but like, everyone knows what The Matrix is. Now, when this was yeah. marketed, mm-hmm. no one did. And the yeah. trailers were very, very careful to not tell anyone. So everyone was just going in, being like, the fuck is this film about? Yeah. And the unveiling of the concepts to a blank slate of a fresh mind who doesn't know what The Matrix is, is so well done in this film unbelievably unbelievably so where like he fails again and again and again to get it which is great because if you as an audience member Mm -hmm. don't know what the fuck is going on and trust me you'd be forgiven for not knowing what the fuck is going on the the bit where he wakes he's woken up by morpheus and he wakes up in the pink bath of of goop goop yeah the sort of go see your GP pink semen. Yeah, you have a problem, get to the doctors. Right? <laughs> he does that, and then he falls out in the water, and then he's he's suddenly in fucking Glastonbury, right? Oof. Before anyone t- has told the audience what the Matrix is. No, yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, watching it this time through, I was literally like, I remember none of this. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I, there is no fucking part of my brain that recollects Neo being choked out by a fucking robot squid and then him being <laughs> flushed into a fucking moat. There's none of that. Yeah. So imagine in 1999, you're watching a nice action movie where, oh, he's being chased by agents at this point. They're just called agents. So he's like, yeah. well, they're the feds. Okay, well, the feds have... Okay, wh- why, is he, why is he being choked out by Robo Daddy? Yeah. And then like, and then it's like, oh, then that unveiling is quite a big thing. Simulation theory didn't exist in popular culture until this film popularized it for popular culture. Yeah. And the way they deal with that is they have a protagonist who doesn't get it. They like, he doesn't make the jump the first time. He tries getting out of the oh, car. He doesn't tries getting out of the the car when they're when they're trying to explain that his yeah, dream yeah. is a reality. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry. Yeah. And he's like, no, fuck it. And she's like, no, yeah. you know what's down there. You know that road. what's down there. You've, you've been down that road yeah, before. Yeah. You failed before. We're going to show yeah. you the way out. Okay, I got you. I got they you, got give you. you a stubborn protagonist who doesn't know what the fuck is going on mm. because it gives, you, gives them more opportunities to say to the audience, yeah. this is what is going on Yeah, while sprinkling in world building. Like they even tint the film. So when you're in the Matrix, everything's slightly green. Oh, my God. And when you're in the real world, it's slightly blue. Bro, I fucking and hated like, this. I d- right, well, I, uh, the prob- okay. The green tinge on everything was fine yeah. right up until I noticed it. And the second I noticed <laughs> it, I was like, oh my God, I cannot get away from this shit. It's fucking everywhere. It's like yeah. Instagram when sepia became a thing. The yeah. sepia filter came out and then hips was just mm-hmm. sort of like, oh, it really conveys how I feel about this <laughs> picture of a beer. Punctured bicycle yeah. <laughs> on yeah. a hillside yeah. to Solhat. Yeah, it's, if, it's the movie equivalent of Morrissey singing is the green tinge. <laughs> That's exactly it. A vicar and a tutu. Yeah. Isn't that strange? Yeah, totally. I, but, but I forgive that because the late 90s were the sort of birth of colour grading. If you look at the original man. Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Like, like, I'm not saying that, that like, this isn't... I can't judge it by today's standards because, like, you're correctly saying it's 1999. Yeah. The shit's mm-hmm. not been done before. 
Since then, a thousand times over. Early 2000s Jason Bourne movies, you can tell what country you're in by the colour of the footage. (laughs) If it's yellow, it's Mexico or (laughs) Afghanistan. If it's grey, it's Russia. (laughs) If it's green, (laughs) you're somewhere tropical. (laughs) I fucking love it so much, man. I don't. I despise it. But it is very funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, But as an aid memoir for the 90s, I can see why that now grates. And there are things that have dated in this film there's no doubt about it yeah. uh, what okay what is this what would you say this film rather than the plot of right. like what happens in the film what would you say the subtext of this film what is this film about okay for you so going into it i thought i i didn't really understand the matrix i'm not gonna lie fair i just nodded along when people would talk about it because i was like yeah i saw that one <laughs> as a kid it was easy to get it's a yeah, different yeah. dimension or whatever the fuck it was i had no clue I watched it this time around and I was like, oh, okay, so it's, you know, yep. computer simulation, escaping the 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 routine and stuff. But the, the thing that I found most amazing was Neo finding himself. Yeah. So it was more about identity and self-realization and believing in yourself to achieve your true self. Yeah. Realizing that the world around you is is wrong. Like there's something yeah. wrong. It, it, and you're not defined by your surroundings or by the people around you. You it's this is yeah, Neo yeah, yeah. finding the belief in himself and finding the people that believe in him to help him achieve his like true Neo. You know what I mean? It's it's like a, it's yeah, an identity. Yeah. You're not your circumstances. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You yeah, make yeah. your own reality and end of. Find the people that support that and support you. Okay, I like that. Yeah. So, how about you? How about you though? Because obviously, you've brought this to the table. You've you love this film. You've had a lot of time to sit on it. I do love this. Film. Okay, so I do love this. So, film. what is it that that you love about this film, and what is this film for you? I think it's important. We didn't know it at the time mm-hmm. because the Wachowski brothers were the Wachowski brothers, and they're now the Wachowski sisters. Yes. Right. But this is a film about changing your identity in the face of an oppressive system and from their personal story Mm -hmm. they could have made an artsy deep meaningful khan film festival Mm -hmm. fodder thing about uh, a man transitioning to being a woman or they could have made a film that was personal to them they did make a film that was personal to them but they removed their own circumstances Mm and made it a much broader story that applies to everybody, right? Oh, there is something for everybody in here, man. Right? Mm. So they they talk about they talk about it's very popular now to talk about the matrix as a trans allegory and I think that diminishes the film because I think the Wachowski sisters were more generous than that and they made it about you having the power to change your world, your identity mm-hmm. and fight against the oppressive systems that you find yourself under regardless of what your personal struggle is because they didn't make that artsy fartsy calm film festival film mm-hmm. they didn't make a superficial sci-fi blockbuster they didn't make a philosophy heavy kung fu film they made all three at once and made it universally true to everybody yeah and that's a fantastic thing to do and at the time Fuck, we didn't know man. it was about their personal struggle but there's so much in this film that had never been combined before. You put it like that, that's fucking mind blowing. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's like so so to that's, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna popularize and teach the entire audience simulacra and simulation, Roland Barthes, heavy philosophy about simulation theory. Yeah. Whilst also bringing in Eastern Kung Fu 
and anime conventions, which most of this audience will have never been exposed to yeah, before. It's, it's pretty fucking whilst, fantastic, though, right? right? Whilst also bringing in the concepts of organic AI and systems of control, yeah. whilst also having a love angle and a self-realization angle, it's it's just it's an awful lot to bite off when you've been given $60 million, which is how much this film cost to make. I, okay. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Sixty million in 1999 is pretty fucking big, though. It is pretty big, but it's not big bucks money. Yeah. The reason Carrie Ann Moss's character Trinity yeah. wears a PVC cat suit is because they couldn't afford a leather one. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> the costume department. Sixty million. No, no, no. You don't get. You don't get leather. You have PVC, please. <laughs> the costumes are fuck all budget. We've got CGI. We've got Keanu Reeves. Fuck it. Yeah, Just yeah, yeah. Paint them on. It's fine. <laughs> what did you like about this film, then? I liked a lot about this film. Would you like? I'm going to give you some ex- some like specific examples of yep. individual tiny moments that I loved. The cinematography. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can good, do the good, same. Good, good, good. Okay, yep. so the cinematography in this is incredible. Yeah. For a multiple of reasons, but the main reason being is that it is like a fucking '90s manga meets a graphic novel, but it's like <laughs> manga meets Western graphic novel. Yeah, yeah. In the yeah, it's it's fucking insanely well done. There's a chase scene early on, and it's it, the one moment that stuck with me more than anything else. Um, the agents are chasing Trinity over like some rooftops and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, the, the literally the opening scene. Yeah, yeah. You got no idea what the fuck is going on. She's just a exactly. she's a chick in a room. So yeah. I had no fucking clue what was going on. She's being chased across rooftops. The agents are sort of like closing in. Yeah. And there's one moment where she is running down a, a set of fire escape stairs on the side of a building, and you get this yeah. wonderful shot yeah, yeah. of an agent looking back towards the camera, and you see her in the distance behind him <laughs> on top of the, <laughs> the ladders, but the mm-hmm. angles seem almost impossible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, the yeah. position of the characters seem almost impossible, but it makes perfect sense, and it's just... There's, yeah. there's very, very few moments in cinema that I would, that I would freeze frame and put on my wall Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's the one bit yeah, from yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre where the chick in the red shorts is walking up to the house and you've got the blue sky, the white house and the red shorts. I think it's mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful shots ever seen. Ooh. That would be another one. It would yeah. be the, the agent looking back and the fire escape in the background. It was just, it just <laughs> fucking hit me like a ton of bricks, man. It was beautiful. It is wonderfully shot. The shrimp Abortatron 3000. The, the, <laughs> the shrimp Abortatron, <laughs> I think is what the machine is called. It's the you know the the weird little okay is that is that I in the script so. the little shrimp <laughs> oh, in Keanu's oh, the belly the, the, and then she pulls yeah, out this enormous fucking briefcase machine uh, that <laughs> inexplicably has a, a twelve volt car cigarette lighter adapter <laughs> and it, it pulls this fucking little like tracker shrimp out of his stomach yeah dude that yeah, was yeah, fucking yeah, incredible yeah, yeah, yeah. a but do you the know fact what? that they made that, <laughs> B, the fact it's a fucking cigarette lighter adapter mm-hmm. to power it, incredible, super 1999, because everything comes super with a fucking car adapter at that point. And B... But I have a, I no, have a defense... Oh, sorry, that was B. C, sorry, C. alphabets. C. And the fact that she just dumps the little fucking shrimp out of the window when she's done. Like, it came out of Keanu's stomach. It's very obviously, like, yeah, yeah. super high-tech. She just throws it out the window like it's a bit of chewing gum. It's going to get eaten by some <laughs> yeah. stray dog in 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The agents are going to be tracking some, like, raccoon that have ingested the <laughs> magic shrimp. Like... <laughs> well, I, in defense yeah. of that scene, though, and specifically the cigarette... Uh, lighter yeah. power supply. 
is there's a there's a scene later in the film where Morpheus is training Neo how to fight. Now he already knows how to fight because he's had all the information downloaded into his head. Yeah, yeah but yeah. he's not got the right mindset of it, right? And he's going, um, "Why aren't you hitting me? Like you're faster than me because your muscles don't exist in this world." Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing that exists in this world is what you think exists. And he goes, "Do you think that's air you're breathing right now?" Mm. And that's the moment Neo clicks. He's like, oh, that's right. I'm not actually here. Yeah, yeah. And this isn't actually real. And therefore, the only thing that limits me is what I choose to believe yeah. is real, right? So when they're coding the Shrimp Abortatron thing, they're just like, well, it's going to be a bit weird if we're using this. It's not plugged into anything, right? Exactly. This is my point. So they're like, oh, fuck yeah. it. Just plug it into the cigarette lighter and then you'll feel this like is what it's I got mean. power. Like, you, when you get later in the movie, right? that's a very early on thing. Later in the mm-hmm. movie, you realize that they can code all this bullshit themselves. And they do. They coded in a cigarette <laughs> yeah. lighter adapter to the shrimp abortatron. <laughs> that's mental. I fucking adore it. I adore it so much. Uh, and then I will. I'll keep it short and sweet. There is one more moment that that literally had me fucking rolling on the floor and just having the best time of my life. It is the scene that has been parodied a million times, and like we said earlier, is almost satirical at this point. Where he's in the lobby, oh, the lobby shootout of the-, the building, and it's the shootout thing. It's incredible, right? But yeah. and this is a big but. Watching Neo do a one-handed cartwheel uh-huh. while shooting an Uzi <laughs> to the music going down to down to down to down I was howling with laughter it was like that you wouldn't steal a purse you wouldn't steal a car you wouldn't shoot a SWAT officer piracy it's crime it's it was it's that music to neo one-handed cartwheeling between yeah. pillars i was dying mate it was hilarious but i almost guarantee yeah. i'll have to check this or someone in the comments can tell us or get in touch with this on discord or mm. fucking tell us somehow because i'll probably forget how to google <laughs> i'm sure that the anti-piracy thing came oh after this my film. god because this film had a vhs release and I wouldn't be surprised if they were like, we want to make pirates like this seem cool. What can we do? And they're like, what's the coolest thing that exists right the now? Matrix like, the Matrix is pretty fucking cool. The coolest yeah. thing. Right? Oakleys and yeah. dusters. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. If that's true, if that music, that fucking anti-piracy music comes from The Matrix, it's gonna, it, mm-hmm. it'll take my rating up. You know what I mean? I'll rate this movie higher mm-hmm. because of that. Uh, how about you? What did you like? <laughs> I mean, obviously, everything. I'm obsessed with this film, but... Yeah, you fucking love this film. I mean, it, trust me, the sequels get complicated, both in terms of what's actually happening and my re- my relationship <laughs> okay. to them. But I've not this seen them, film just as a spoiler. Is, ah, chef's kiss. Right, Hugo Weaving mm. in this film, mm-hmm. playing yes. Agent Smith, nails this... The, the menace. He's, he's really menacing because throughout 90% of this film... He's so fucking bored by the antics of all the humans. So you say characters. this, I think he's very considerate, but continue. <laughs> I have a wildly different relationship to this man than you. He's, uh, he's, he's clearly there. He's there. He's just doing his fucking job. He's doing what he's yeah. programmed to do. Nothing that they can do concerns him because he is faster, better, stronger, smarter than them in every way. Yeah. Right? But then there's also there's also just the little bits of his performance, like the way he speaks is human adjacent 
It's like somebody had speech described to them. Like he's never heard it said out loud before. Yeah. He knows the mechanism. He's read about speech in a book. He knows oh, the language. But it's almost like he's he's never he's not spent any time around other people to know how to do I it. I was watching him in this and I was going, God, he just communicates so precisely. Like I know exactly where he's at at all times, right? He like he'll sit down and there is no emotion oh. to it, but he tells you exactly what the emotion is. It made perfect sense to me, and it made it so much easier to understand. If every person in the fucking world sat down and just went, mm-hmm. "I'm angry. I'm angry for this reason," right? And this is the solution mm-hmm. I I desire. I'd be like, wow, I know exactly where you're coming from, and I know exactly what you want out of this, and that would be fucking amazing. Bless your autistic heart, Ben. Bless Honestly, your autistic Honestly, I heart. swear to God. <laughs> Human adjacent is almost offensive because I was sitting there going, man, maybe I should like, you know, just cut out the bullshit and just Model start myself. saying to people, this is exactly how I'm about to emote, okay? Uh, 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 yeah, it makes a lot of sense cool. now. I tell you what else I loved. Now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Speaking about Agent Smith. Sure. The the pacing of this movie, the, you mm-hmm. mentioned the lobby shootout, right? From the lobby shootout yeah. to the end of the film is one continuous flow of action where you yeah. go lobby shootout, helicopter scene, Morpheus escapes, mm-hmm. helicopter crash, ripple through the glass yeah. in the building, chase from the roof down yeah. through the streets, subway fight, like so subway good. fight. It's it's insanely good into, into the, the hallway. hallway. Fuck it, it's great. But with the fights, they've got that kung because f- they've got Yuan mm-hmm. Wu Ping, who is like an absolute titan. titan kung fu choreography. The shots are static, so you can see mm-hmm. the hits, and they've got the kung fu dust. I fucking do, you know do I mean mate. By kung fu I dust. fucking do, mate. And I tell you what, right? Yes. It's one of my favorite parts of everything, everywhere, all at once. Is they take yep. the dust element from the old, coolest mm-hmm. fuck kung fu movies. And they mix it yep. in with this sort of like new wave filmmaking. And in 1999, yep. I can imagine that blowing Legendary, people's fucking right? minds. Yeah, mate. But there's also a reason in all of the in all of the fight mm-hmm. scenes, they provide uh, a, <laughs> a diegetic, as Ooh. in in the movie, uh, reason for the dust. So Morpheus and Agent Smith fight in the escape from mm-hmm. the exit. He's just come through a fucking wall. He's got plasterboard all over him. In the subway fight, the first place they go is the floor, which is why they're covered in dust. There's always a reason for them to be covered in dust. There's always a reason for the kung fu dust, which shows the Fuck hits when they me, get punched. Man. This is the like... dust flies off the right. Okay, there's there's so there's that like the attention to detail when they run the training program for the uh, agent training program. Yeah. There's duplicates of every person in the crowd because the person who's coded it has got lazy and just started. hundred percent. They GTA fived it. There's like <laughs> there's, yeah, totally. yeah, there's yeah, groups yeah, of the yeah. same people. No, hundred percent. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And then the thing that I love most about this okay. film, Keanu Reeves was on a wasn't on the hottest streak. He like this isn't that Wait. many years after Bram. Yeah, I was going to say Dracula. when was Bram Stoker's? Because if it was that year, he's on a belter. <laughs> no, no, that was ninety three. Right, right. He's done speed. He's done all that. He's sort of cooling off again. He's doing, you know, he's doing rom coms, shit like that. Yeah. This comes out, but when they cast him, mm-hmm. he'd had a couple of his vertebrae fused and had just had surgery to get it all corrected, Oof. and then went straight into six months of kung fu training with one oh, of the greatest the f- choreographers I'm... of all time. 
So every scene of this movie, he's got like a wound on his back. Oh, that makes me feel really weird. Like a weird. freshly stitched wound on his spine. Oh, that bit where the agents like slam him on the table in the interrogation <laughs> yeah. room early on? Yeah. Yeah. He jumps out of a fucking helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he's the hardest fucking working actor in Hollywood. He said to the trainer, they were like, well, we can't train you for these kicks because you can't bend properly. He's like... I'll just do twice as many punches. So Neo's fighting style, which is really kick light for everyone. Everyone else is kicking all over the shot. Neo's all arms, oh. and that's because he's got a fucking huge spine. I tell injury. you what, you know when he when, at the end of the movie in the hallway where he fucking mm-hmm. where he kicks, uh, kicks Agent yeah. Smith, and he does the weird <laughs> yeah. pointy leg thing, and leg? he like brings yeah. it around and back down, and I, it's almost like a fuck mm. you to his spine. He's like, I've had to punch <laughs> this entire fucking movie, but now I'm Neo. I've, I know who yeah. I am, and my spine is fine, 100%. so I'm going to do this fucking whoopa little kick thing okay, and then so- point with his toes. <laughs> Fair play to him, man. So, so what did you dislike? Uh, okay, there's not... Mm, the only... Okay, this is a difficult one to explain. I... Right. I'll give you the space. I'll give you the okay. time. Okay, I didn't like the romance. I didn't like the 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 love. What? I didn't like the I didn't like the love thing. I didn't like uh, Trinity kissing Neo like he's a Disney princess and bringing him back to life. I didn't like it. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I thought I felt it was forced because these guys barely know each other, right? They, it's not. It's mm-hmm. not like an organic thing. And I I know why I dislike it, and it's because of uh, I've been spoiled in a change of cinema right. over the last two decades. Mm-hmm. I've been spoiled uh, with peers being equals and then not having to be a romantic element for it to make sense uh rogue Rogue one as a perfect example okay ending of rogue one yeah no okay that is a great film in my in my opinion they don't there's no romance i was in the cinema they they never i was like if these guys fucking kiss now i'm gonna be fuming (laughs) and all they did was appreciate each other on a fucking mutual respect and and like it like an equal standard. We're both humans. Exactly. We're both humans who were about exactly. to die. That meant more to that me. deserves a hug and a then cuddle. It, then like some sort of forced romance. Oh no, we're going to die. Let's get our last kiss in real quick. Who gives a fuck? You know what I mean? You're dead. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Okay. And it was, it was that romance element that kind of felt a mm-hmm. little, not a little forced, okay. but a little kind of I see, shoehorned in. I don't, I don't think it is. Okay. And I don't think it's age either. I think it's vital to the plot because this is a this is an allegory for any struggle and any reinvention of yourself right but let's take the one that 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 was personal to the writers the 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 transition from one gender to okay the agent's dead name neo all the time they only ever refer to him as mr anderson he's like i'm neo and they're like nope you're mr anderson okay they refuse to accept this new identity And Neo struggles to find this new identity. He falls again and again and again in his journey to realize the new person that he is and the new circumstances that he's going to view the world yeah. through. And he he smashes it, he smashes, he smashes through all these hurdles. And that last one, he's got nothing left to give. Right. The level up and the reinvigoration is when somebody else mm-hmm. not only accepts Neo. Yeah. Not Mr. Anderson. Yeah, yeah. They don't love Mr. Anderson. They love Neo. They don't only accept Neo, they love Neo. And that's really the ultimate Okay. The ultimate marker of self-realization is not that when other people accept the new you, yeah. 
but that people love the new you. I, and I without somebody else seeing who you've made yourself and loving it. Right. Okay. So I. Are you really that new person? No, I get you. I get you. I get you. I. Mm, yeah. It's the it's the final tick for this being a new person. Okay. This person is capable of being loved. Okay. Which is a human thing. That's how you define a yeah, human. I 100% see where you're coming from. I get why it's there. I do. I understand why it's there. Yep. I think it's harder for me to relate to because when I was yep. going through my struggles and obviously like coming yep. through uh, like a, a bit of a meltdown, big wobble, should we say? Yep. I like to call it the midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in my thirties. Yeah, yeah. It was probably midlife. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at peace you, with it. So you got maybe fifty-two. Yeah. You know? yeah. So <laughs> you might see sixty. <laughs> <laughs> if I hit sixty, it's relapse party, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yes. The thing that got me through it was coming to terms with who I am and where I'm at and my situation. You mm-hmm. were the one to sit down and go and treat me like as a person with no. Mm-hmm extra pretense there was no expectation it was non-transactional it was just i love you buddy and it was like i found you know like obviously you've been a part of my life for a very very long Mm -hmm. time but it was yeah yeah it was like finding my person right and that was that was what was important to me because it it came with no strings and there was there was no yeah i always this is this gonna make me sound bad but i always see like the Mm -hmm. love thing in movies as like um as a different dynamic to the finding your people. Yeah. I feel like you're finding your people. There is, there's no strings in it. There's no trans, it's not transactional. There's nothing expected in return. Mm-hmm. It's just giving that fucking support yep. and going, I see you. I love you. I'm here for you. And that's it. Yeah. There is nothing more. And I feel like that's more meaningful to me than I love you. You love me. Mm-hmm. This is it now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's a, it's an odd one. It's an odd one. So I think in in I think in your head because that's fair. That's mm. a that's a result of the the paths you've been forced to, to tread and the ones you've chosen to. Sure. But I think to make this romance angle make sense, rather than her saying kissing him and going "I love you," mm-hmm. imagine her leaning down, putting her hand on him, and saying, "You can't be dead because I finally found my person." Mm. That's the emotional arc of the film. And she uses different words, but that's Got what she you. means. Okay. I think I just felt bad for Morpheus because Morpheus, all movie has been sort of like, <laughs> I believe in you. I believe you're the one. You, you will soon believe that you're the one, but I believe in you. Yeah. And was it Morpheus that brought it back? No. Was it fuck? Morpheus just got his fucking ass handed to him, sacrificed himself. He <laughs> was like, "No, Neo, don't die. I'll die." And then what was it? It was a kiss from Trinity that brought him back. If I was Morpheus, I'd be I'd be pouting Ooh. in a corner right now, being sort of like, "I believed in that motherfucker oh, for the whole film, and ben, just nothing." I'm telling you now, if you feel bad for Morpheus now, wait until later Stop in this it. film series, man, because my guy gets done day. Talking about details and talk about Morpheus, there's a beautiful thing. Okay. For me, a, Morpheus. You just drop a clanger like that and then just breeze into something else. That's very upsetting. We're going to come back to that after the episode. <laughs> I just need you to be aware of it. Also, can you remind me? Because I'm definitely going to forget. I... Thank you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me in this for me in this movie, Morpheus is the first person who gives Neo choice. Right? Yeah. So in the allegory of the trans allegory, it's, he's the first person to say, "What do you want to be?" Because either one is fine but I'm not going to force you to be the one that you are now, yeah. right? 
Morpheus is this kind of agent of choice of going, here are two doors. I can only show you the door. You're the one who has to walk mm-hmm. through it. But here's a red pill or a blue pill. And reflected in his glasses is each of the pills. He's got a red pill in one lens and a blue pill in the other lens. Yeah. But that keeps happening. So later in the agent training montage, there's a scene where he's talking to Neo and it's a close-up shot of his face. He's got the little fucking Morpheus glasses yeah. on. <laughs> little one of them, Morpheus glasses. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. Morpheus, Morpheus. <laughs> um, he's got his little fucking Morpheus glasses on. And in one frame, Neo stood there. Yeah. And in the other frame, Neo stood there with a gun to his head. And it's that whole, the whole duality of like, literally in Morpheus's eyes, you can see the two outcomes that lie in front of Neo. All these little details. That's crazy. I need to go and watch this again, man. Oh, mate. The Oracle says to Neo, you're not the one. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, what, what the fuck? I'm all bummed up about that, man. Call the surgeon. And she's like... I don't know, maybe you're waiting for something, your next life maybe. Yeah. And he is, because he doesn't become the one until he's dead. And then he comes Ooh. back because because Neo's acceptance of him as a person brings him back. He gets that second wind of energy, comes back from the dead, mm-hmm. and he sees the fucking code, man. Right. Okay. That's kind of fucking dope, man. <laughs> like, that's, right. That makes right. it a lot... This is one of those films, you know, you spin me around, you're like, every time you watch it, you notice something more. Yeah, 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 yeah. This happens with this film again and again and again and again. I feel like these are two very, very different kettles of fish, but the, the, you know, the sentiment is still the same, but they are very, very different experiences. And, you know, it's relatable. There's relatable moments. There are a lot of relatable moments in this film, and the main one I'm gonna, I'm gonna take to my grave and I'm going to double right. down and say, no, actually, fuck taking it to my grave. If if me and you were to ever be involved in code in any part of the Matrix, in any way, shape, or yeah, form, yeah. there is one thing that I guarantee Terrible that we would be an awful idea. <laughs> awful <laughs> idea. Very fun idea. Mm-hmm. Possibly very offensive yeah. idea. Also, very bad idea. Also, it's bold of you to assume I would ever leave the room in which I get to hang out with the woman in the red dress. <laughs> that would be- I would pause that scene at the, the pinnacle <laughs> of you about to come every single time just for my own shits and giggles. <laughs> the one thing that I reckon that me and you would both agree on that we mm-hmm. would code is um, in the training scenario between Morpheus and Which Neo, one? Where they've done the Kung Fu shit and they're learning how to jump. Mm-hmm. Is this before or after? Oh, the jump. The, yeah, yeah, it's beforehand. The, the, the jump you montage. Go from, yeah, yeah, you yeah, go yeah, from, yeah. he's jumping from the top of the tower. The, like the, the skyscrapers mm-hmm. is trying to jump between two buildings. Yeah, yeah. And Morpheus makes it and he's like, you just have to know you can make it. And then... Yeah, yeah free yeah, your yeah, mind. Yeah. And he's like, All oh, that, oh, free my like, mind, free my mind. Just like eight cool as fuck catchphrases with his yeah, tiny yeah. little fucking Morpheus glasses on. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And Keanu jumps and he fucking falls, you know, sort of like, what is it, like a hundred stories onto the concrete below. And it's like a Wiley Coyote fucking Warner Brothers cartoon, <laughs> like body outline Ooh. into the road. And then like a boy. As he bounces back up. We would yeah, add 100%, that. Right. Man, if we're get, we would if we're going to try and that. jump between buildings and we've got to fall fucking a hundred stories, how would you rather land like flat normal? Normal physics? No, fuck no. no. You don't no, want Unreal no, no, Engine. No, no. On this, all right. What you want is you want like <laughs> gang beasts physics, all right. You want to hit that, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. We've coded in like a split second 
where like <laughs> if you knew you weren't going to make the jump, we'd code it in so you yeah. could have like halfway yeah, down. You could have a second where you pull a sign out that just says, "Oh fuck." And then you fall. You know what I mean? Like the animation of pulling the sign out and putting it away is the trigger for you to start falling from the sky. There's there's not enough Wiley Coyote physics in these training montages. Also, I do feel like when you enter the Matrix, you you can pick your clothes, right? Oh, I guess so. Yeah. We know in reality there'd be a lot more fursuits, right? All these people free from the Matrix would just be Hatsune Miku the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if they can do all their own clothes and stuff, why doesn't everyone just do them with, like, the biggest dicks and best bodies, like, on the planet? You know what I mean? Because it's because it's because that's the whole thing of, like, Neo is the one who can bend the rules the most because he's the yeah, one. Yeah, just whereas bend the rules so that you're now to... a Gundam fire and stomp on the agents. Like, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what Neo can do, and everyone else is like, I just don't have the self-belief for that. I want to be a fucking Gundam fighter to like stomping agents, man. <laughs> I want to see that movie. What are you rating it, Ben? This is one of those movies that belongs in a very fucking exclusive club. Right. It belongs in the club of 90s movies that don't feel like 90s movies and they totally hold Oh, up. wow. Okay. This is it's an exclusive club. You've got Jurassic Park, yeah. Fight Club, Fargo, Shawshank Redemption, Pulp Fiction, Toy Story. Seven. Seven. We, uh, we interviewed a cast member of Seven, my, my good friend Martin You're Serene. Very, very good friend. Go listen to episode 100. Martin Serene, absolute, absolute babe. That's an exclusive yeah, you, club. You watch any of those movies now for the first time and you're like, holy shit, that's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you go back and you watch Hackers now and you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Existence. Yeah, you see what I mean? So this this club right here... Waterworld. Oh, don't you ever badmouth Waterworld. That is a fucking fantastic movie, and I will take... I'll die on that hill. It's a great film. Fuck you all. Um, okay. <laughs> it's one of those films. There is, there's a few little slip-ups with the CGI. Um, the sound effects age it in a, a relatively bad way, but I think, again, we've been spoiled. Mm-hmm. I can't really say there's much else wrong with it. It's super fucking I, you, fun. You, you, You've got me in suspense here, man. It's What's got something for everyone. I'm going to go for an eight, uh, an eight and a half because I don't know where the sequels go, but this is like a fucking banging movie. Absolutely yeah. incredible. I mean, you've left enough room for it to drop precipitously, which is good. Uh... <laughs> I, I thought I'd left a l- enough room to sort of for a bit of growth because <laughs> I thought if they get better. No. no? Oh, good. Uh, well, I controversially... Don't go back on yourself now. My hopes are shattered. I controversially like some that are very unpopular, but... Uh, I, I will defend those films in their own episodes. This for me is a fat 10 for me. I mean, 9.8 because I'm still missing a bit of finger, but Keep hey. fucking uh, attacking your fingers, man. You need to calm that shit down. I do, I do. Knife crime in the kitchen is real. But I, for me, again, I don't want to keep bringing this back to the fact that the Wachowskis personally are trans women. Mm-hmm. They were gracious enough to not make this about them. They made this about anybody who's struggling under a system of oppression that is so entrenched that you don't even see it anymore. Mm. You know, it, it's a system of impress- oppression that's as common a garden and as normal and as widespread as something like gravity. Why would you Why would you question it? It's just the way it is. Yeah, man. But for them, you know, this is a, a, a trans struggle. And I think we didn't know this at the time when it came out. But if you think of everything that's happened in that particular branch of human experience, people who were born into the wrong gendered bodies, 
Yeah. Right now, that's a really hot topic issue, and it's a real uh, sort of become really politicized. But the final speech of this film is incredible, especially when you think about it as somebody who's just about to start transitioning. Just the one. Neo rings. Neo rings the agents, and he says, "I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid." You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future, and I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how this is going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and I'm going to show these people a world without you, without rules and controls, without borders and boundaries, where anything is possible. And where we go from here is a choice I leave to you. And if you consider how terrified the right wing are right currently Fuck, of man. people just wanting to be themselves. Mate, framed in that way, that is like goosebump. That is <laughs> right? like that is like fucking yeah. That hits a whole lot different from when I watched it <laughs> when I was looking at it, man. Holy shit. So this is a ten. This is a ten. And I'll I'll make the I'll make the point too. Alright, I'm gonna I need to bump mine to a nine, man. I need to bump yeah. mine to a nine. That's that was too fucking good. It's a perfectly self-contained story that applies to you no matter where you are if you are struggling under a system of control that is so big that the, even the idea of questioning it seems like madness. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Whether you're talking Wonderful. about capitalism, whether you're talking about bigotry, it works. Absolutely fucking, absolutely it does. And that's all we've got time for this week. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend about us to help us grow. Share a post on your socials. Uh, subscribe to our socials. We we post stuff all the time. And every little interaction really, really helps us out. We love each and every one of you. Thank you so fucking much for hanging out with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. We'll catch you guys next week when we get started. Well, yeah, what are we covering? Well, next week we're getting started on our Evil Dead series. <gasps> yes. Yes, yes, I know yes, you yes, love yes. these films, and I loved them as a kid, and I've not seen yeah. them since, which is why this works perfectly yes, as a counterpoint to The Matrix, because I've not seen these films since I was 16, 17. Buddy, I have got a fucking world to show you, man. Do you know how much research I've done for this? Two books. Two books. Jesus Christ. Yes. And I know nothing, and I'm going to intentionally learn nothing so I can learn it from you. Ooh, that's a lot of pressure. All right. Mm. Tables have Until turned. Until then. Now I'm nervous. Confused. <laughs> I love how you just drop on the way out. And you're just sort of like, I'm doing no research. This is on you now, sir. You now teach me, sir. <laughs>